small and medium-sized clients. We create tailor-made plans for your business's unique needs. From computer repairs to managing networks, servers and desktop services, CrossNet Inc. offers managed services, cybersecurity, data backups, virus, ransomware protection, web filtering, and more. For more information, go to CrossNetInc.com or call for your personalized IT services today at 603-810-1000. CrossNet Inc. IT services keeps your businesses running when you are on the run. I need to get some new shirts for my business. Just call Sal. Does he do screen printing also? Just call Sal. Does he embroider shirts too? Just call Sal. I also need business cards and brochures. Just call Sal. How about yard and lawn signs? Just call Sal. And promotional products to give my customers? Just call Sal. Who is Sal? I'm Sal. My wife Jennifer and I are the proud owners of Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. If you need embroidered or screen printed shirts, business cards, brochures, lawn signs, promotional products, and even personal protective equipment for your business or organization, just call me or stop by our showroom, conveniently located at 410 South River Road in Bedford, right off the Everett Turnpike. You can also visit our website at fullypromotedsnh.com. That's fullypromotedsnh.com. We are your one-stop shop for all your promotional needs. Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. Our business is to help you grow your business. Just call Sal. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua, from caring for our children to our seniors, from helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets, from learning the skills to get your GED, to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. Well, good Monday morning, and welcome to the United Way Community Connections radio show. Um, It is Monday, September 18th, 2023, and, uh, you know, it's a rainy Monday here in downtown Nashua, but uh, unlike a week ago, the construction seems to have slowed down just a little bit. A week ago, I was sitting here with my friend Adam from the Teachers Union, and we were just uh, doing the play-by-play on uh, construction in downtown Nashville. They were tearing up Main Street. It was just a mess. You couldn't get through. Now it's now it looks like a brand spanking new thing. So congratulations to the crew that put that together in such short order. Amazing. And uh, traffic is flowing smoothly, and that's good to see again. Um, it is a rainy Monday morning here, and uh, you know, but uh, yesterday was beautiful. Um, Saturday was a hurricane. Friday was beautiful. I don't know what to make of all of that. It's kind of bouncing back and forth. Was it really a hurricane on Saturday? I mean, it got to be honest. It was something that was supposed to be a hurricane, but it was just like a little breezy and a little, you know, chill kind of weather and, you know, whatever. Um, 
Week two of the NFL, I am sorry, Patriots fans, Patriots Nation, first 0-2 start since, what did I hear, 2001? That's a long time. Will the Pats make it? Will they recover? Will they actually end up making the postseason? Will they crack 500? I don't know. So many questions, so few answers. I do not know the answer to any of these things, but it certainly doesn't seem like a great start in any case. But I think they're playing the Jets next weekend. You know, the Jets. What can I say? The Jets. You can probably, if you can't beat the Jets, then you got real problems, I suppose. But we'll see how that goes. Um, let's see. Uh, but the 49ers, my football team, yeah, we're killing it, baby. 2-0. and we beat the Rams this weekend, twenty, uh, you know, and uh, I'm just ecstatic. So, sorry, Pats fans, might not be your year, but it probably ain't the 49ers' year either. I always start out the season hopeful, you know, as do we all, and uh, with no particularly good reason to have high expectations, high hopes, no expectations. We'll see where that goes. Um, what can I say? So this is a busy week at United Way because at the end of the week we have our eighth annual sleep out. This is our event, United We Sleep to End Hunger and Homelessness. I'm looking forward to that event. Uh, it takes place every year. It's at the community college uh, Friday night into Saturday morning. It is, uh, you know, two kind of parts to the event. One, it's a fundraiser, right? The money we raise supports all of the nonprofits in our community where we make grants. You know, those grants um, support a strong and robust safety net in our community. That's a, that's a you know, a, a network of providers you know, that are wrapping around people to make sure that nobody falls through the cracks, that people aren't left in the lurch. And it's a, you know, sometimes when you think of homelessness, you just think of like the thing you know, which is maybe the uh, person you see on the street. But there's so much more to it than that. Um, there are supports for people for, you know, health care, for example, for mental health, for but physical health. There are supports for people for things like child care and after school care. There are supports for people who um, are looking to get a high set degree. There are supports for people who are in transitional housing programs, whether they be young or old, you know, by themselves or families. All of these are the programs that make up part of a strong safety net in our community. And I'm very proud that in, in Nashua and greater Nashua, our community, we have a strong safety net. And our sleep out is all about that. It's all about supporting those organizations in a very systematic way. So the sleep out is part fundraiser, as I say, but it's also part experience. So the participants who come to the event will gather around uh, Friday evening and hear from experts. We have a huge panel of experts coming. This is an opportunity to learn from people who are at organizations like Marguerite's Place and Greater National Mental Health and Stepping Stones and many others and learn about um, what they're doing to keep our community safe, healthy, and strong. 
And you know, when you do that, you learn how to connect people to resources, but you also learn what the gaps are, what the areas are that need to be addressed. And over the years, that has had very positive results because people end up becoming volunteers or they start programs or they donate to a program that they know is struggling a little bit, whatever the case may be. So we're, pr- we're proud of the event. Um, as I said, it's our eighth year. It's raised over the years over $400,000 for investment back into the community, and that's a pretty remarkable thing when you think about it. Um, that's this Friday into Saturday at the community college. Last thing I will say is big shout out to Liberty. Liberty Utilities has been a sponsor of this event for many years. This year is also no exception to that. So a real big thank you to Heather um, and her crew over at Liberty for sponsoring the event. And I would be remiss if I didn't congratulate at least two of my top fundraisers, Jaron Slattery, whose father Kevin was a long-term member of our board at United Way and passed away a couple of years ago at the beginning of the pandemic. Jaron has taken up the torch and raised money and um, in memory of his father has raised, uh, you know, something around $15,000 already this year. So congratulations to Jaron and your, and your crew over at Edgestone Properties for supporting this event. And my other Big shout-out is to my friend Peter Schaliner. Peter is a board member. He's currently the treasurer at United Way. He's raised over $6,000 already by himself. This is his big fundraiser every year. People donate to him because they know that, you know, when you donate to Peter, you're donating to, you know, a person who cares deeply about the community and is doing something to make a difference. So lots of other great participants. I just want to give a big shout-out to those two, Peter and uh, Jaron. So... Besides that, I did want to mention one other thing coming up at United Way. It's a little bit further out, but we have um, on October 25th, the uh, which is a Wednesday, our first and ever annual, but I'm going to say annual because maybe this will become a tradition. I'd like to think it would be um, our first annual Care Eoki event. Care is C-A-R-E. It's a play on words. Ha, ha, ha. Ah, karaoke. But what is it? It's a competition. It's a karaoke competition. What is karaoke? You know, that's the thing where you go and you ha- they play the music, the background music. You provide the vocals and they, they, sp- they spool up the words and you sing along to the song. So, you know, maybe it's your favorite tune from, oh, I don't know, let's say the Bee Gees and it's staying alive and they play the song and you dress up, you know, and you're doing the woo, 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 staying alive, staying alive. I don't know. That was just terrible. I know that. I apologize. But it's competition. There are going to be 25 acts on stage. They're going to be judged by people, including the editor of the Telegraph, the editor of the Union Leader, uh, the mayor, Mayor Donches, Kendall Reyes, uh, local football legend, a couple of others in the wings. They're going to be judged competitively on things like you know vocal performance, stage presence, choreography, um, you know how the outfits are, and then uh, people will have an opportunity to donate to them to 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 uh, you know uh, express their support 
All the money supports a strong safety net. So it's just going to be a great event here at the Nashua Center for the Arts, right in downtown Nashua, the brand-new Performing Arts Center. I'm looking at it right now. It's going to be a fantastic event. We're expecting to fill the place up with seven, 800 people and just have a fantastic time. The tickets are already on sale. If you go to the Nashua Center for the Arts, you can, you can look for their schedule. And if you go to the United Way of Greater Nashua webpage, unitedwaynashua.org, unitedwaynashua.org, you can find information about the event and still sign up to be a competitor. So I'm going to do it. Why don't you? Look, we're going to take a short break here, give our sponsors a chance to talk a little bit about themselves. After the break, we'll have our first set of interviews. Our first interview is with, going to be with our friends from the Nashua Historical Society. Um, and then we're going to take another quick break, and we're going to have our second set of interviews with, the, with our friends from the Nashua Community Music School. So two great interviews with two great organizations today. Um, but first, we're going to hear from our sponsors. Our show is sponsored by Edstone Properties, uh, fully promoted of Southern New Hampshire. Um, CrossNet Inc., providing IT services for the community. And last but not least, our newest sponsor, Wanderlust Therapeutic Services. By the way, they've got a grand opening this week um, right here in Nashua. So uh, we're excited to help us to bring our show to the air. And uh, you're listening to the Community Connections Radio Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. I need to get some new shirts for my business. Just call Sal. Does he do screen printing also? Just call Sal. Does he embroider shirts too? Just call Sal. I also need business cards and brochures. Just call Sal. How about yard and lawn signs? Just call Sal. And promotional products to give my customers? Just call Sal. Who is Sal? I'm Sal. My wife Jennifer and I are the proud owners of Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. If you need embroidered or screen printed shirts, business cards, brochures, lawn signs, promotional products, and even personal protective equipment for your business or organization, just call me or stop by our showroom, conveniently located at 410 South River Road in Bedford, right off the Everett Turnpike. You can also visit our website at fullypromotedsnh.com. That's fullypromotedsnh.com. We are your one-stop shop for all your promotional needs. Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. Our business is to help you grow your business. Just call Sal. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive, or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs CrossNet food, offers IT services for small and medium-sized clients. We 
create tailor-made plans for your business's unique needs. From computer repairs to managing networks, servers and desktop services, CrossNet Inc. offers managed services, cybersecurity, data backups, virus, ransomware protection, web filtering, and more. For more information, go to CrossNetInc.com or call for your personalized IT services today at 603-810-1000. CrossNet Inc. IT Services keeps your businesses running when you are on the run. Well, good Monday morning and welcome to the United Way Community Connections Radio Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning talking with the nonprofits, organizations, community volunteers, and leaders from Greater Nash who are working day in and day out to make our community stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who live here. Um, we have a great community. There's so many different organizations making such a difference. Today I have with me in the studio, really for the very first time, the National Historical Society. We've never spoken with the National Historical Society. And on top of that, that's a double winner for me. I don't think I've ever had my friend Dean Chaloup in the box either. So, Dean, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. It's, um, it's great having you. You're, you know, you're like a local legend. How many times have you been on the radio? Probably like a thousand, I bet. Uh, not quite. Um a handful. Uh, back, uh, uh, I think the maybe it was the first one was with um, Ken Gidge. Um, he was uh, 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 having guests and you know local uh, people in to talk about Nashville and. Yeah, uh, there was that, and then and that was probably when the studio was up the street when it was shared. I believe with, it was shared with ESPN at the yes, time, and that exactly thing. across yep. across Main Street. Yeah, yep. And um, and you were with the Telegraph at the time, I presume. I was. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And and so you retired earlier this year. I use uh, you know. So one thing you shouldn't do on the radio, which I will do anyways, use air quotes. You retired earlier in the year, but you didn't really retire, did you, Dean? Uh. No, um, <laughs> no, that sounded qualified. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, I'm freelancing yep. um, for various publications. Um, the uh, uh, unfortunately, one of them isn't the Telegraph. We couldn't come to an agreement on the terms uh, of that, but um, but you are writing of, quite a bit for the Union Leader, I see. Yeah, well, okay. one of the main. Uh, gigs I have is with the uh, union leader. It uh, works out quite well. It's um, contract work. I'm not yeah. on the staff or anything, so it's a little bit more flexible time-wise and uh, things like that. So, Well, I um, appreciate that. I mean, I read the union leader and I read the telegraph, and it's I was... When, you, when I heard you were going to be retiring, I was a little sad in my heart because I thought, oh, I'm not going to be able to read Dean's stuff anymore. And then you start showing up on the pages of the Union Leader, and it's still good. So, you know, I appreciate that. Thank you yeah. so much for doing that for our community. Well, I'm glad um, uh, I can still contribute, yeah. uh, even though it's, um, you know, there are a lot of jokes about uh, the evil empire and the dark side because we've been longtime competitors, of course, the Telegraph and the Union Leader when – we were both uh, daily newspapers, um, but uh, yeah. So uh, you know, it was like 
you know, trading Roger Clemens to the Yankees or something, you know. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's that bad, but I can tell you, I grew up in, I can relate to this. I grew up in California, and I do remember when the Oakland A's was my team when I was a kid, and they uh, won the World Series one year, and the next year, the you know Billy Martin and Catfish Hunter and the whole crew went out to New York, the New York Yankees. Yeah, and I was raised by a New Yorker. My father was a New Yorker. He was a Brooklyn Dodgers fan growing up as a kid, so I was raised to hate the Yankees, but I never could really figure out why until that year. Yeah, and now I get it deep in my soul. I understand like what's wrong here. So it's yes. not quite that bad, Dean. Anyway, look, let's talk about the National Historical Society. Why don't we? Yeah, yeah, cool. So, um, so you've been involved as a volunteer for a while now, I suspect. Uh, for quite a while, yeah. Um, first, well, I've been a member forever, and. Uh, I was on elected to the board a number of years ago and did a few terms and um, three years ago they elected me president so uh, I currently serve in that capacity um, and it's uh, not as uh, I'd, I'd prefer to have more hands-on um, uh, national history as opposed to the administrative side but sure um that's that's okay that's what the position entails so um we're always looking for volunteers and uh prospective board members uh, each uh, may we have our annual meeting um and ahead of that we uh uh solicit uh, people who might be interested to run for a seat on the on the board um and they uh, usually we get a pretty pretty good turnout, and we appreciate that. So you you're a board member, and I think that's a really great way of volunteering in any of our local organizations. I'll mention before we before we get into that the National Historical Society. For more information, the website is I love your website name because it's so creative it's nashua historical society dot org it's like it's like people say what's the united way i'm like united way nashua dot org so nashua historical society dot org and um lots going on there as a board member what is it that you get involved with primarily uh uh, just about everything <laughs> to one extent or the other. Everything from um, working with the committee uh, heads uh, uh, to deal with whatever uh, that particular committee may be dealing with. Uh, we've dealt a lot in the last year and a half, two years with building issues. And some of it was uh, planned and initiated Others, like uh, water leaks that we couldn't figure out were coming from. Um, we have a cupola on the roof that was leaking mysteriously, almost almost like um, wherever it could, water was finding its way in. Are you talking about at the Spalding House? At the, no. Oh, at the, well, uh, there the, is, the museum. Um, this is at the Florence Spear yep. Museum, which is... Uh, the one at five, the brick building at number five Abbott Street. Mm -hmm. uh, that's about a 50-year-old building, um, and it's in good shape for the most part because we keep it that way. Uh, we recently added a, 
there was a handicap ramp that we recently installed a roof over it and things like that. But everything seems to be under control now with that. So that's one of the major events of late. Um, the other is, um, well, A, uh, another is the um, various projects that we we undertake. We, As I said, we get some terrific volunteers now and would love to have, have more because it's, it's a lot of fun uh, and there's no, no demand, no demanding uh, time commitments or anything like that. Um, the uh, uh, one thing we're working on right now is a World War II exhibit, which uh, Sarah Joris, one of our collection technicians, has uh, been putting that together for a while. And we have a tentative opening date of sometime in December, but that's not cast in stone yet for that exhibit. And related to that, we're seeking anybody, whether you're somehow connected with the military or somehow connected as a civilian um, uh, with World War II, uh, in any 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 respect, really, very unfortunately, because uh, over time we're losing more and more World War II veterans. Um, there's very few are. left, um, uh, and so forth. But um, we're uh, uh, hoping that anybody who uh, might be a family member of a veteran, a son, daughter some other kind of relative, and how World War II affected their family member. Um, so you can, um, anybody can call us. It's uh, 603-883-0015, um, Tuesday through Saturday. Uh, there's usually somebody there, and or uh, you can look around on the website and, and contact us through that. One of your programs that I like <clears throat> on your website, which I think is very clever, is your Adopt an Artifact program. Yes. Um, and um, so I suspect you have, obviously, a wide variety of artifacts. And um, as a person who's a donor, you can sort of take some ownership for the preservation and the communication Correct. about that piece and become a donor affiliated with a specific piece. Is that, is that right? That's exactly right. And... Um, sometimes a particular artifact will, for some reason, be uh, near and dear to a person's heart, even though uh, they may have never seen the thing before, but it reminds them of something, of somebody. Um, and that is, like you said, it's a cool, cool program. You, um, you know, you, the donation covers its... Uh, uh, restoration, if necessary, or research, anything like that. That's that's really great. Um, what is your favorite? What's your favorite little trivia thing that you've come across at the Historical Society? Obviously, you've been around a while and you've come across a bunch of stuff. And what what surprised me here a little bit, Dean? Ah. Uh, there's just so many, <laughs> <laughs> so right. so many little. Uh, 
Well, one of the things I, I will, I'll throw something out as an idea is, you know, I did one of these, I've done a couple of walking tours. I've done the, you know, downtown walking tours. Mm-hmm. And, uh, God, I forget the guy's name who used to Alan Manoy. Alan, right. And he, he was so great. And one of my favorites was the, um, cemetery walking tour I did with him one year. Yes. And I learned that one of the cemeteries, he, you know, we're walking around and the cemetery that's down, um, by, you know, across from St. Joseph Hospital. I forget. I don't know the name of the cemetery. It's a big one, right? Yeah, that's one of the city's three biggest. It's Woodlawn. Woodlawn. There you yeah. go. And he said he said something that really struck with me. He says, you know, um, there are gravestones here that predate the cemetery. And I'm like, well, how can that be? And he says, well, it's because there was another cemetery, and it's where the post office is now, right? Where the Spring Street Post Office is yep. used to be also a cemetery. And they, at some point, you know, they got rid of the cemetery, and they had to exhume the bodies and move the graves. And so they moved them to this new cemetery, but they're older than the cemetery itself. That's pretty cool. It was very interesting. The guy's really interesting. It is, yeah. Alan is is a great uh uh, you know, a great. He doesn't like to be called a historian, but um, he's his line of work is uh, community economic development, right? And he worked for the city of Nashville in, in a, that capacity for a while. Right now, he's um, in Air Mass um, is a community development director. I forgot the exact title, but. Um, but he will, you know, he lives in Lowell, so he'll come up here now and then and do a yeah, right. do a tour and whatever. But they are very fascinating. Uh, somebody tells me something about natural history I didn't know. I'm impressed. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I was always just amazed to you know. And there's so much here. This you know, I, he taught me also a little bit about walking around in a downtown to always be looking. You know, look up. Don't just look ahead, you know, but look up at roof level, uh, observe the buildings, you know, a couple couple stories up and what do they look like and what do you see for dates and names and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty pretty interesting as well. Well, the one yeah. I'm sorry, the one you mentioned moving of the bodies, that was a controversial. That was on Spring Street, like you say yeah. where the post office and uh, the uh, Superior Courthouse are now. Right. Um a lot of people, Nashuans of my generation, remember going to Spring Street Junior High School, mm-hmm. which they tore down in the 80s and uh, eventually built the courthouse on that site. And when they built the original Spring Street as the high school, that's when they exhumed the bodies and moved them. Um, and there were people who go into the basement in the archives of the of the courthouse now and swear they hear things and <laughs> feel things. Well, you, you disturb sure the grave. Do. You I'm know, sure, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. I I I know that. You know, I have. Um, yeah, there are. I'm not a big believer in that stuff, but I know it. I know enough people who I consider to be of sound mind who are that it that it does um, you know present a little bit of uh, healthy. Uh, oh yes, <laughs> I've looked up old uh, Telegraph uh, on the uh, newspaper archive that the yeah. library now offers f- f- uh, at no charge for card carrying members, and it's great. It, 
there's a lot of stories that ran around that that's right time, you know it um you know very they never do something like that today of course so what resources um Dean, should we know about at the Historical Society? Resources, upcoming events, things that the organization brings to the community people don't know about. Well, one upcoming thing, which uh, speaking about cemeteries mm-hmm. and so forth, is a program. Uh, it's October 17. That's a Tuesday, 7 p.m. Um, it's called Whispers of the Departed. Uh, unveiling local gravestones and their symbolic stories. This is a a program that's run uh, by a woman named Haley Atori. Uh, She's a national resident and member of the Associates of Gravestone Studies. Um, And we already know some information on old uh, burial grounds such as what they just called the Nashua Cemetery now. It's kind of behind the uh, Unitarian Universalist Church. And that was one of the first cemeteries in Nashua that wasn't a rural one. So prominent Nashuans like Daniel Abbott, who built the mills 200 years ago, um, uh, are buried in that uh, particular cemetery. So that, one of the events that's coming up, um, there's a right at the museum. <coughs> so that, uh, that event is actually at the museum, so right? It's not in one of the cemeteries, it's not like a walking tour or something like that. Is that right? Um, the, uh, it's, it is. It's in okay. the, uh, the Spear Museum. You know, there's obviously a large, uh, we call it the library, but it's a large room. Uh, where we host those programs and so forth. So we're, we got things in the works, like a possible actual tour of, of at least that old cemetery, but possibly others. Um, people say, well, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of morbid talking. He said, no, it's, it's some of the best history there is, uh, uh, knowing uh, the life and times of, these folks and here's their resting place. That's pretty amazing. Um, what got you involved with the historical society in the first place? Just my enjoyment of history. Uh, I used to joke that if uh, I liked history as much then as I do now, I would have gotten A's in school, <laughs> junior high and high school. Yeah. History. A lot of us feel that way. Yeah. I believe U.S. history was uh, was a mandatory class along with like English and uh, some kind of math course and all that. I wasn't what you'd call a stellar student, um, uh, but... Um, I was moderately interested as a kid, but over time, it just seemed to grab my attention. And you know, it's true as as we get older that we we wonder why we never uh, had the same enjoyment as we did when you know we do now. Well, but, I feel the same way, and I did pretty good in history and social studies and all of that stuff, and I was interested in it. But you're you're right, and as you get older. You know, I, th- I know it sounds cliche, but as you get older, you, you you start to appreciate these things just a little bit more. I think true, very true. 
Look, we're about out of time there, Dean. It just flew right by. Um, the Nashua Historical Society, you can find more information on the website, nashuahistoricalsociety.org. You can become a volunteer. You can become a member. You can check out some of the events. Um, lots going on, including this upcoming event, looking at gravestones, as well as the project to retain some history around World War II. Yes, exactly. Well, I appreciate the time. Love to do it again sometime. Uh, again, as you just said, encourage folks to go on the website um, to to check out some more details about the things we mentioned. And membership is very welcome and volunteers too. Fantastic. And I looked on the website. Membership is also very reasonable, and you're supporting a, a really good cause. Oh, yes, so. yeah. It's it's almost nothing. It's, it's well worth it. Well, thank you, Dean. I appreciate your time today, and I look forward to reading um, your next articles, wherever they may be, and always, always a pleasure. Good seeing you again today. Yes, sir. Same here. Thanks, Mike. All right. So we're going to take a quick break to... Again, hear from our sponsors. After the break, we'll be hearing from our second guests, which are from the Nashua Community Music School, learning about some of their program. You're listening to the United Way Community Connections radio show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. I need to get some new shirts for my business. Just call Sal. Does he do screen printing also? Just call Sal. Does he embroider shirts too? Just call Sal. I also need business cards and brochures. Just call Sal. How about yard and lawn signs? Just call Sal. And promotional products to give my customers? Just call Sal. Who is Sal? I'm Sal. My wife Jennifer and I are the proud owners of Fully Promoted of Southern New Hampshire. If you need embroidered or screen printed shirts, business cards, brochures, lawn signs, promotional products, and even personal protective equipment for your business or organization, just call me or stop by our showroom, conveniently located at 410 South River Road in Bedford, right off the Everett Turnpike. You can also visit our website at fullypromotedsnh.com. That's fullypromotedsnh.com. We are your one-stop shop for all your promotional needs. Fully promoted of southern new hampshire our business is to help you grow your business just call sal crossnet offers it services for small and medium-sized clients we create tailor-made plans for your business's unique needs from computer repairs to managing networks servers and desktop services crossnet inc offers managed services cybersecurity, data backups virus ransomware protection web filtering and more for more information go to crossnetinc.com or call for your personalized it services today at 603-810-1000 crossnet inc it services keeps your businesses running when you are on the Run. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, 
or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Well, good Monday morning and welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. It's Monday, September 18th, 2023. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. Each and every Monday morning, we are here from 9 to 10 a.m. talking with nonprofits, community organizations, community leaders about what they're doing in our our wonderful region of Greater Nashua to make this a place which is stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who live and work here. Today is no exception. We just had Dean Shaloup from the Nashua Historical Society talking about what they're doing. And now I'm joined in the studio for, I believe, the very first time by the Nashua Community Music School. We have Cody Switzer. Cody is the Associate or Assistant Director of the Community Music School. Cody, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Well, I'm glad you were able to make it on a Monday morning, a rainy Monday morning. It's just kind of gross out there, don't you think? Just a little bit, but uh, the city is still pretty despite the rain, actually. so You know, New England is... Are you from around here? Oh, no. I'm originally from southern Alabama. And I'm from California. Mm-hmm. So I'm used to, I'm not like, I'm always surprised how New England in general and a place like Nashua can be really pretty all year round. No, it's crazy, right? right? Yeah. It's green and then it's colors and then it's snow mm-hmm. and it's just, uh, it's pretty great. So Yeah, even the grayness outside has a weird beauty to it. It's uh, it's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And where I grew up, I'm, and I'm sure Alabama has its own set of circumstances, where I grew up in California, it was like, I actually think it was really boring because <laughs> it was like mostly just brown, kind of hills, scrub brush, right? Mm-hmm. And most of the year, and then for like three weeks it was green. Yep, it would rain and it was green and then it was brown again. It's, That's it, it. It was really interesting when my fiance and I moved up here. We thought, oh, this is what seasons are like because uh, in Alabama, it just feels <laughs> like it's just one long summer the entire time, even when it's winter. That's <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. I lived in North Texas a little while, so I get that too. <laughs> so, Cody, tell us a little bit about the Community Music School. Um, what is it? What is the Community Music School? Who do you serve? What do you do? So, the Nashua Community Music School is a local nonprofit that has served Nashua for nearly 40 years with the mission of creating innovative music programming that is accessible to all. Originally founded in 1984 in affiliation with the Nashua Symphony Orchestra as a way for symphony musicians to offer private lessons to the greater community of Nashua, we've expanded to a full range of private music lessons, group classes, ensembles, music therapy, summer camps, and music outreach programs for all ages, as well as anything else. That's amazing. So it's a big, big program. Where are you located? Because I know you've moved around a couple of times over the years. Yeah. In, two, in 2021, we moved to Two Lock Street right next to First Church on the top of Main Street. Okay. Very good. And I will tell you that you guys have been also great hosts of ours. We do every week one of our pop-up mobile food pantries mm-hmm. is at the Community Music School. You guys host that, and that's really pretty terrific. We yeah. appreciate that, too. Um, so it's a place where people can go from the community to learn about music mm-hmm. and learn how to play music. That's right. So 
who are your clients? What's t- what's a typical per- who's a typical person who gets involved and what do they want to do? Oh, typical person. It's hard to it's hard to generalize so much. We have ages from five, and I actually also teach guitar lessons at the school. I have a student who's eighty five years old, so we teach a variety of students. It just if you want to make music with us, you can make music with us, and if you have any financial hardships, we also have scholarship programs to help you uh, cover and assist you financially. So if you're just like a total beginner and you kind of want to learn how to play the guitar, mm-hmm. call the music school, and there's probably a program there, maybe individual, maybe as a group. There's programs for groups as well as uh, individuals. So if you are wanting just to start off and you know want to get your feet wet a little bit, we do offer trial packs. So if you want to do a three 30-minute trial pack of 90, for $99, try out the guitar, see if you really like it. If you want to try out another instrument after that, you can totally do that. We also have group classes, including for singers as well as uh, young little musicians who want to learn how instruments work and how they can be able to create music themselves. And I will point out before we forget, and I'll probably point this out again, that the website for the Nashua Community Music School is nashuacms.org. CMS is Community Music School, nashuacms.org. One of the things I saw on your website that caught my interest under programs is music therapy. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, music therapy is a way of accomplishing non-musical goals through musical means. We actually just hired a new director of music therapy. Uh, we actually are going to have a music therapy talk at our open house tomorrow, uh, September 19th from 5 to 7.30. And music therapy can help out with trauma responses, PTSD, behavioral health issues. It's a way of being able to, like I said before, accomplish non-music goals through musical means using board-certified music therapists and other uh, health goals. So the people who are um, involved with the music therapy, is that mostly children? Or what? what is, who um, who benefits in that way? Uh, people of all ages, and it can be uh, folks who are dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder, who have experienced uh, accidents in their life, whether physical or mental, that have uh, prevented them from interacting socially with others. We also have a program called Motivate With Music, where we help senior citizens come out after the COVID pandemic, come out and socialize with others. And it's also just to be able to help uh, folks who are having a hard time with life uh, using music to be able to make life easier for themselves. So it doesn't matter what age you are or who you are and what community, uh, music therapy can help you out. Are you always looking for volunteers? Always looking for volunteers. And to do what kinds of things? Well, we always like volunteers to help us spread the word. We usually like to go to community events. We recently were at the Multicultural Festival this past Sunday. We always like to have volunteers to help us spread the word, man the tables, and help us with any community events like that. We also, uh, uh, like I've mentioned with our open house tomorrow, we have volunteers helping us lead tours, uh, share the word with the school, and also participate in activities we have going on there. And, of course, board members as well, I presume. Yes. It's funny. I just pulled up your board website, and, you know, Nashua being Nashua doesn't surprise me. It shouldn't surprise me that I know personally three of your board members right off the bat, <laughs> Donna, Paul, and Annabelle. Yep. Who I've known for years, and uh, that is, I did not actually know that Paul and Annabelle were involved with the community music really? school. Yeah, that's funny. I got to tell them the next time I see them, they need to advocate more for the community music school. <laughs> tell me these things so I can, so I can uh, get involved with what they're doing. That's pretty great. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> um, 
what are some of the best ways for somebody to get involved with the, as a volunteer? The best ways are either to give us a call at 603-881-7030. You can shoot us an email at info at org, and you can be able to contact us that way. Or if you want to just come and visit us at our school on 2 Lock Street, we can give you a tour and we can be able to sign you up there as well. Okay, when are you open typically? We're typically open, we do lessons from 2 to 8 p.m. Monday through Thursdays. Okay, so let's play Best Kept Secret. What are the things about the music school that I probably don't know but should? Oh, well, the music therapy program is probably one of the bigger, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say mysteries, but something that people don't know as much about. And we're hoping to be able to spread the word more about that with our new director of music therapy. And one of the other things that we also like to be able to broadcast is our musical play group, which is a weekly free live music making session for parents and children under four. It happens at the Arlington Street Community Center at 10 a.m. every single Friday. So under four, you said? Five. I would say five or under. Uh, okay. So I should say that. So we, we want to be able to have uh, parents come out, make music with their children at a free event. And it happens once a week at uh, Arlington Street Community Center. Um, what about the early childhood music program? The Early Childhood Music Program, that's a way of being able to introduce children to music in a very fun, low-stress way. We usually have uh, early childhood development specialists. Uh, We have our full-time faculty member, Holly Boyven, as well as our uh, school registrar, Melinda Schreffler, who helps just to introduce the very basics of music and the concepts to very little ones, like uh, two, three, or four years old. I just went on your page for your website under the early childhood music, and there's a picture of a kid. He's probably four years old playing the drums. Yep. Um, Yeah, that's horrifying. (laughs) That's a horrifying thing. I would never buy my kid a drum kit and say, let's learn how to play the drums. Do that there. Are you a musician yourself, Cody? Yes, sir. Um, So guitar, you said? Yes, sir. Anything else? Uh, I dabble a little bit in, mo- in a lot of other pluck string instruments, a uh, little bit of string, ba- uh, four-string bass. And I also just recently got a banjo that was donated to the school, trying to get that repaired so I can be able to learn some banjo licks for my students. So <laughs> Nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, and so what is it that actually brought you... you to Nashua? Was it the school itself or some, some other opportunities? Well, when my fiance and I moved up here to New Hampshire, it was in the middle of 2020 during the pandemic. Mm. Um, we were yep. trying to figure out what we want to do. She had a, just recently got a new job uh, with an organization, and I decided that I didn't want to do long distance anymore with her. So we moved up to New Hampshire from Florida, and then within the first couple of months, I was applying to different teaching jobs, try to find a job in music, and National Community Music School was one of the first ones that responded, and I was able to become a guitar teacher there. That's, that's, really, that's really fantastic. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, and you like it here, I suppose. I really as do. Well. I uh, I didn't know how I would feel about New Hampshire when I first came up here, just being <laughs> I'm from still the south. Figuring that out, yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. So it's all. I mean, we've been here for about three years now, yeah. and it still feels new a lot of times. But I've grown to enjoy it more and more and more. And people enjoy my southern accent. I, I'm glad you have I'm zero here. southern accent. <laughs> It, it sometimes comes out if I don't think about it, but I can tend to control it if I. If yeah, I, it I can. You have no. Yes, I. Of course, when you when you when you put on the twang, of course. <laughs> so, what do you miss? Do you miss anything from down south? 
What do I miss? You must I, miss something. I miss, sometimes I do miss the heat and the humidity. Really? Um, that's my, the last thing I would say. <laughs> it's uh, like when it got to 90 degrees a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, it kind of feels like home. And oh, it was that's... humid. My skin wasn't as dry. <laughs> so I kind of miss not having to moisturize so often. But that's, you know. that's hilarious. Yeah. That's the last thing. Like if I ran into somebody down south who was from up here mm-hmm. and i asked them what do you miss the most i doubt the la- I, I doubt they would say i really miss the winters <laughs> i miss the snow and the slush and you know by the time march rolls around it's been six months of winter uh, yeah know, like nobody misses that it's uh it's it was a it was a struggle to adapt to for the first year but uh i can well, imagine yeah my fiance and i figured out our different ways of being able to to adapt to it and now we've we actually enjoy it more than we dislike it so. yeah do you have you taken up any like winter sports or anything like that we, skiing or snowshoeing we we keep talking about it but we haven't done anything yet so maybe <laughs> i guess hiking would be the newest thing because we never yeah. hiked mountains before being yeah. down south so that's kind of the the i wouldn't say winter sport but something that we've done here. well it can be it can be yeah <laughs> it's dangerous a little bit you gotta, you gotta know what you're doing but yeah <laughs> very cool um so what's next for the music school where i mean it's been in its um, program it's been evolving for years and years I think about 40 right yeah so about 40 years what do you see as the next evolution for the National Community Music School. Honestly, we want to be able to partner with other community organizations and be able to go out into more diverse communities. One of the things in our strategic plan we've noticed is that we don't have enough programs going into non-English speaking communities. So we want to work with community partners to be able to bring either there's more Spanish, uh, excuse me, more non-English speaking programs to the communities or be able to coordinate with them so we can work together to be able to bring more music programs there. That's a really that's a really good thought. You know, Nashua is um, the most diverse community in in the state, I right? So, yeah. And uh, which you know doesn't really mean much because it's also still still a fairly non diverse community. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely pockets um, of diversity in other languages and mm-hmm. immigrants and refugees. We're a resettlement community. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a really great thing um, to to be lo- to be looking at. Any thoughts on, you know, um, if you're if there's a community partner listening, who would be the perfect person to connect you to that type of work? Oh goodness gracious, um, we have a couple folks in our in our student base, the parents who will be able to help, who I think might be able to help us yeah. out, and we also want to work with the Adult Learning Center, the Nashville Community College, Fantastic. and see if we can be able to work with them to be able to organically go into those communities and be able to bring music programs there. Well, we should talk about that offline, bunch of connections there that I can help possibly That'd be cool. uh, with as well. Um, especially the adult learning center and, uh, the, uh, Nashua community college mm-hmm. for sure. So that, that's, that's pretty great. Um, what can the community do to support you as an organization? Well, one of the things that you can do, if uh, I've probably mentioned it a couple times now, is come to our annual open house tomorrow. Uh, from down to, Where is that? At, that'll that'll at, be at the School of Music on Tulock Street. It'll be from 5 to 7.30. We'll be doing tours of the school. We'll be doing uh, music therapy talks. You can learn more about music therapy and our new director of music therapy. We'll also have group class demonstrations where you can learn about our group classes as well. And then if you want to learn more about how you can help support the school, however you feel comfortable doing so, you can be able to learn there too. So that's tomorrow evening, mm-hmm. five to seven thirty at the Nashua Community Music School up at you said two Lock Street, mm-hmm. right next to First Church. Correct. 
Do people need to register in advance or just show up? They can be able to find more information on our website at nashuacms.org. Go under resources and an open house. You can RSVP there, but you can, you're more than free just to walk up and find more about us. That's fantastic. Cody, we're about out of time. I wanted to thank you for coming on today to talk about the Nashua Community Music School. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, and welcome to, uh, you know, it's been a couple of years, but welcome to our community. We appreciate having you and your fiancé here. Thank you so much. It's been great. All right. So we've been listening to Cody Switzer, uh, Associate Director for the Nashua Community Music School, nashuacms.org. Check them out and go to their open house tomorrow evening from 5 to 7.30 p.m. at 2 Lock Street. Information is on their website. That about sums it up for this week's show. We will be back next Monday from 9 to 10 a.m. talking with other nonprofits in our community. Not sure who it'll be, but you'll just have to stay tuned. Until next week, please remember to be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united.